God is good. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Thank you for um, the privilege, the opportunity to share your word today. I pray, Lord, that you think through my mind, that you speak through my lips in the name of Jesus. That every word that will go forth today would come forth with power. That anyone who has come here with any question whatsoever will live with answers in the name of Jesus. And anyone who has come with any sickness or any disease whatsoever, they will live here healed in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord, that this word will edify us, edify us, correct us, and prepare us for better in the name of Jesus. Be that glorified for in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. All right, so today I'm speaking about faithfulness. And um, somebody would be wondering what's the connection between faithfulness and the supernatural. And I thought maybe uh, since our year of the supernatural, everything we're supposed to be hearing here is power, fire, and, you know, those supernatural beyond human abilities. So what is faithfulness with beyond human abilities here? And um, it's very important. I'm going to be, uh, we're going to see the correct, um, connection as we move um, together. And, um, of course, it's no longer news to us that we're living in a, in a very in interesting time globally where there are so many questions, there's so many blah, 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 you continue and anxiety, bad news, blah, 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 and everything. And then um, we've decided of not just, deci we've decided to follow God because God has said that when the people are shouting that there is a casting down, the righteous shall say there's what? There's a lifting up. And so we are custodians of the mysteries and the ways of the Lord. Um, the, the solu we, are, we have the solution the world is actually looking at. And um, last night I was meditating on something in the book of Daniel. Daniel is an amazing guy. And a um, very important figure in, in the Bible history. Somebody that also had revelation about the coming of Christ. Not just the coming of Christ, also about the fall of the enemy. So Daniel is a very important guy. He was not a pastor. He was not a prophet or anything whatsoever. He was just an intelligent guy. A guy who God raised to the ends of affair in, the, in Babylon and also in the Persian Empire. And so... Daniel was like every one of us here, just ordinary guy and without any spectacular call of God. There's so many people when God was to, you know, encounter them, it may be called, it came by dream, visions, or whatever. But Daniel was just an ordinary guy, just like all of us. And then I was going through Daniel, you know, the book of Daniel, and I was like, wow, I saw something beautiful. And then I, you know, I stayed there, I remained there. The Bible says there is Daniel chapter 5. From verse 11, I'm going to read to verse 12. It said, there is a man in thy kingdom. The king here, that is the son of Nebuchadnezzar, um, had a problem here. He had seen something printed on the wall, and it disturbed him so much. And he was like, what is the interpretation for this? And then now, the wife was like, there is a man in thy kingdom, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods, and in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father, made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. So he was in charge of, let's just say, supernatural affairs in the land of what? Of Babylon. That was what Nebuchadnezzar, the king Nebuchadnezzar, uh, made Daniel to be. Then verse 12 says, For as much as an excellent spirit, and knowledge, and understanding, interpreting of dreams, and showing of hard sentences, that is, explaining hard words and dissolving of doubts. So there are doubts in the world today, amen? Do we, like, get a lot of doubts, a lot of questions, just like um, the king here also has questions. And um, the different things, um, we're, we're found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belshazzar. Now let Daniel be called and he will show the interpretation. 
And so it's more like let the children of God be called upon and they will give the answer to the problem of today. The Bible says in the book of Micah chapter 4, from verse 1, um, you know, verse 2, let me just paraphrase it, that and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house will be exalted above. And everybody will shout, all nations will say, come, let us go to the house of what? Of the God of Jacob, so that he will, what? He will show us his ways. And so ways, people need ways, people need solution. And Daniel here was a man with a solution in that land. And at this time, he was not yet even a president or, you know, in charge of the president. But it was such an influential figure that they made in charge of everything regarding you know, the spiritual affairs of the nation. And um, an amazing person who had answers. So let's jump to chapter 6, verse 3 to 4. We're getting somewhere. So then this Daniel was preferred above the president. He was now, you know, the, the new king had, you know, empowered him again, so he had increased also. Daniel kept increasing in positions. So then this Daniel was preferred above the president and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the old realm. There was an excellent spirit on Daniel. And now he was now promoted. They want to, the king now made him what? To be in charge of the old realm. To be in charge. And the thing about empires, there's a difference between a, um, let me just say, a village or, um, how will I explain this? Uh, between, let's just say, a literal kingdom and an empire. An empire means that there are other kingdoms, there are other kings working under one particular king. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's an empire. So Daniel worked under the what, Babylonian Empire, where different kings across the world, that's why they say Nebuchadnezzar was the greatest king among, you know, in the whole world. And so Daniel now was enthroned above the whole realm to oversee all of these. Special Daniel. See, then the prince, uh, then the president, and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. Now, remember when, um, yes, this is, this is the best picture to explain an empire. When we're under the British um, rule, we have, we're all, you know, all presidents, all countries, they were subject under who? Under Queen Elizabeth. And whatever thing she said was final everywhere. Amen. Am I communicating something? And now, Daniel was now enthroned to walk above all of these realms. He says, then, uh, but they could find no occasion of fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. The word faithful, we're talking about faithfulness today. And say, for as much as he was faithful, there was no error found in him. Now, from the period of prophecy to manifestation or the fulfillment of every prophecy, there are principles, there are actions, there are things we must do. There are ingredients. So it is not enough to say, I am blessed. We must move from the point of declaration to the reality. And there are certain things that must, you know, that must be um, affected. Amen. And um, for this year, the year of supernatural, there are certain things that we must engage in. And um, when we talk about from prophecy to fulfillment, part of those, uh, these things are what? Faith. Amen. Talk about faith. Faith is huge. It's beautiful and huge itself. Talk about love. Love is also huge and beautiful itself. But there's one thing that people hardly talk about, and that is faithfulness. Faithfulness. People, like, 
we only add faithfulness as you know part of someone I said that in um, Instagram yesterday. But something I discovered, I've so many, I've never one day come to this place to preach about faithfulness. You hardly hear people talk about faithfulness, even though we understand the scope of faithfulness. But it is not people don't see it as a major ingredient. But yet, it is very important to God. You see, they found no fault in Daniel for as much as he was faithful. Nothing was found in him, and. The thing, one thing I want you to note here is God is always looking for people who are faithful to use. People who are faithful. And people who are faithful, it's actually very scarce to find people who are faithful. It's so scarce to find faithful people on earth. Really, really scarce. Extremely scarce to find people who are faithful. And let me tell you something. Um, in Daniel chapter 1, he talked about the king, Nebuchadnezzar, gathering the best, those who were good in understanding and science and everything. But then, of course, the hand of God was upon Daniel, but then there was also a difference in his life. He was faithful. Just like the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 25, is it 25? No, Luke chapter 16, I think verse 12, it says that um, if you're faithful with little, then you'll be faithful with much. Wherever you are, if you're faithful there, you're doing what is for God is the lifter of man. He's always going to lift you. And God is always looking for people who are faithful. And the question is for all of us, are we really faithful? I'm going to come, you know, I'm going to break down, but ask yourself, don't be, don't be proud this day to say, oh, I'm very faithful. No, we're going to go further. Are we really faithful? Are we really faithful? Amen. And let me also say this, um, let everybody get this thing straight. We are, uh, as I, even as I explain this, we are not faithful because we want to see fulfillment of prophecies. We are faithful because it is a culture in the kingdom. That is enough. I am not faithful or I am not doing the right thing, let me use the word, the right thing, because I want a certain result. No, I am faithful because this is how it is in the kingdom. This is my DNA. This is how I am supposed to operate. And so when we understand this, then, you know, there are people who can be faithful in front of you. They can, but that is not faithfulness. It is fake. It is fake. People want to be nice in front of you. They want to do the right thing. But then the moment you turn your back, they do something else. It is fake. Because it's not conditional. And so when we, you know, we're not even faithful because of anybody. We are faithful because it is part of the culture in the kingdom of God. Amen. And so it is part of our living. It's part of our existence as believer. And so even as we go forward, let's go to Matthew chapter 25. I'm going to read from verse 14. An amazing story. So many of us have heard, it, heard about this story before. The Bible says, for the, kingdom of God is, uh, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servant and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one to each according to his own what? Ability. So the master saw this. He knew they had different abilities. He knew that this one, no, five. This one, two. This one, one. The, the master had worked with them over time. And so wherever you are right now, God sees your ability. Amen. He sees that. I'll give you five, I'll give you two, and I'll give you one. And according to their words, to their own ability. So over time, 
over time, God has seen these people and said that, oh, God has seen us and said that, okay, let me give this one this. And we're going to see a lot of examples in the Bible, a few examples, so I don't read so many scriptures. And we say, so you see, Daniel, for example, he saw results in God. He kept increasing in God. Every new king that comes in, they promote Daniel. Everyone comes in, there is promotion. There is promotion for Daniel. There is promotion for Daniel just like that. Just like that. Because of what? He, because of, yes, the hand of the Lord is upon him, but then faithfulness. There are so many people who have had the hand of the Lord upon them, but they, they abused it. Examples of such persons. We have, um, what's his name? Saul in the Bible. God made him. But then he was not faithful with his calling. Arrogance came in, pride and everything. Then he failed. Another person again is Samson. He was not faithful. God had given him something unique and special, but he was not faithful. And he was, it, he fell at the end of the day. And so, everyone, there is always increase in our lives. So I'll keep reading verse 16. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. So can you see? According to his ability, he was able to reproduce. Now, there's this um, story, not even story, but everyone, um, many billionaires will always say these things. They'll tell you that if you take all the money they have, they, they you can take all the money they have, that they'll be able to reproduce the money again. So there is something inside that person. And that is why you can take that same money and give to another person who doesn't have the capacity and he will waste everything. There are many sons of rich men who their fathers died and the thing never worked. Everything crashed like that because there was no ability. And it was, uh, I've heard this from Bishop David Wedeko and then one time I saw a short clip also from Pastor Chris Oyekelene. And Bishop said something, he said that, if you like, take me to any forest in this world, it will be transformed into a city. If you like, take me anywhere, it will be transformed. And like Bishop Oyedeko, when I say Bishop, I mean Bishop Oyedeko. Sometimes, when I was, you know, long time ago, I was like, this man is so arrogant. That he talks, and but you know when you start to grow, you discover somebody will tell you that we are not surprised by where we are. If we're not here, we would have been surprised. Ah, ah, what kind of statement is that? Pastor Chris also said something that if you like take everything right now, if you take me anywhere, I will still produce the same results. And we've seen these things over time, and there are things that are making men. It's not about where you are right now, and that's why somebody said, ah. We give excuses. I think I also posted this um, recently. We give excuses. That, ah, he has what he has. He's doing what he's doing because of, can't you see? Uh, don't you know his father is? Can't you? Uh, did you hear him? He say his uncle helped him. Like people make uh, uh, example. Dango Teche, his, his uncle gave him 50,000 naira. You know how many people they give him 1 million naira in that same time? That squandered the money. Do, am I communicating something here? And so that is not how. So, let me just say something about faithfulness. Like, um, I'm moving, but let me just flow like that if this is how God wants me to flow. You take a child, there are so many children from third world countries, um, a child who has to walk 20 kilometers to school in the morning, and with little or no access to textbooks, will still go for the same exam with somebody from a first world country, or a child who has everything, and still do better than the child. What's the difference here? The difference is faithfulness. One was faithful. Somebody, the one in first world country, or maybe somebody who is from where do you um, C class, C Oster. Before you wake up, uh, breakfast is ready. 
and then eat, go to class, every, there's still distraction. Everything, in short, the environment is distraction. But you see a child, have you seen, uh, do you have any parents who will tell you that they'll first fetch water from one place, walk with it, they'll make you look like you are useless. They'll they they walk 20, they'll be calling kilometers for you, walk 20 kilometers. When I finish walking, doing this, and I'll now go to school, and they look at me, where I am. Do, do we have any parents like that? No, some of you, people are transgenerational algebra. Father algebra, you too algebra, and your children too algebra. Amen. And you don't want your children to be algebra too. <laughs> so, but then, two people, different conditions, and it looks like the one with less facilities has even better results. The difference is faithfulness. Amen. One is faithful to what they've started or what they are doing. My uncle then um, one day was scolding his child. He's a general. And then we, one day, the child was very rude to him that day and was like, imagine a general. You owe you a general. And your child, who was nine years old, is telling you, I will kill you. It's me that will kill you personally. Father was so angry. The, has, the boy has led so many lesson teachers. And then the father says something that, because he's also a medical doctor. And he's like, in those days, we will carry candle and I'll lie down on the mat outside to do my assignment. You know, the boy was like, eh. The boy did not even send him. Just, eh. Just left. And so, but then he is something today. He is something today because he was faithful to something. So let's keep reading and so that I don't completely go off, but still on faithfulness. Say, verse 18, but he who had received, okay, verse 17, and likewise he who had two, who had received two, gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and eat his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. You know, when we finish our journey here on earth, we're going to settle accounts with God. I gave you this, I placed you here, I did this, I did this. So what have you done with it? What have you done with the resources, with the talents, with the gifts, with the position and everything, with all these facilities, everything I've given to you, what did you do with them? And the same thing also, Master came to, the, came to them and said, and he was settling accounts with them. Verse 20, so he who had received five talents came and brought other five, other, um, five talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to them, well done, good and faithful servants, you were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had two talents, two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 24, he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. And as I was afraid, oh, somebody didn't say I was afraid. Somebody that said this kind of thing, was he really afraid? Do you understand? Was he really afraid? He's not afraid. You see, I was, can you see excuse? This is just excuse here. For me to tell you, you or God, you are very wicked. You just want to be eating where you have no son. Anyways, I was afraid, though. That is why I just want to dig it. It's, it who is wicked here? 
It's a servant. So don't, don't, there are so many people who flow with the, with the message of this. Some people have made the message of the wicked servant, now a new message. That, you know, the servant was uh, wicked and this. And, oh, this master doesn't look wicked here. It was, he said, and I was afraid. It's a lie. He said, I was afraid. There's no truth in this thing. He says, and I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. It did not say, yeah, it said, there. You have what is yours. Do you understand what I'm saying? There, you, like, can you see the attitude? He said, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to them, to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, at least, Abby, and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And so you keep wondering why is that, you know, there's this statement, say, the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. That's because the rich are actually doing something that the poor are not doing. Amen. Every poor man wants to sleep. They are the they just want to sleep. But a rich man does not, he's telling there's no sleep. Like, it's not as if it's wickedness. Like, uh, is it, do you understand? It's not as if maybe he's devilish or something. Ask every successful person, whether the one who is doing bad or the one that is doing good, there are things they engage in. And there are similarities in things they do. Amen. Am I communicating? There are so many similarities. There are so many similarities. They don't sleep. Like, when I say sleep, they don't sleep 24 hours. At least they sleep, but they are not sold out to sleep. They are sold out to a mission, and they are engaging in it fully. And that's why, you know, many generals, when they retire, you see them, they are restless. They just want to, because they are used to an activity. They are used to a system. They, are, it's, they become restless. They want to do something, because they are used to a certain pattern of life. Amen. So I keep reading. So you ought to have deposited, okay, say, for to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And that is the reality of the world today. You see, the poor are still making the rich richer. Amen. Are we together? And I'm not talking about, the, the focus here is not about even riches here. It's talking about faithfulness. If you're not faithful, what you have will be taken from you and be given to those who are faithful. And that is the system in the kingdom of God. And that is what God has instituted. And so, Daniel was not a lazy person, as we can see here. And another person we're going to be talking about is also Joseph. You know, many times when we talk about all these things like faithfulness, we talk about the, the, the cultures of the kingdom. Many times we are all, say, for example, the laws, the mosaic laws, so many people say, ah, they are bad laws. But no. Somebody spent 40 days and 40 nights with God. When he came down with the laws, nobody could see his face. And you see, they are bad laws. He brought them. The only difference is in Romans chapter 8, verse, verse 3 and 4. He said that we could not fulfill those things in our flesh. But now we have the Spirit of God, we can do them. But then your focus should not be on the Lord. Your focus should be on the Spirit of God. 
And so I keep moving. Before Moses, there was Joseph at least, who walked in total faithfulness to what God has called him to. And he had a dream. That's a prophetic dream. The Bible says, let me just, a lot of movements. You are healed in Jesus' name. Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 to 8. It says, now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please, hear this dream, which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheep. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dream and for his words. And so this was this man, Joseph. I'm just going to rush. I don't have to read a lot of scriptures. Many of us know the story about Joseph. And they hated him. They first put, um, put him in a pit. And afterwards, they sold him as a slave to Potiphar. And in Potiphar's house, he was such a faithful servant. You see it. He was faithful. The hand of the Lord was upon him. But he was faithful there to the point that Potiphar made him as chief over everything he had, except from his wife. And because he was faithful to his master, when the wife came, he could not do such thing. Many of us, you know, just one opportunity we have, you know, let me use in pigeon, lose God. Just one, and that's why I say faithfulness, really, is to God. Like, it's a culture in, in our kingdom. So it has nothing to even do with um, maybe somebody. Amen. You know, <laughs> amen. So it has nothing to do with your brother or your sister. It's just between you and God. It has nothing to do with if somebody is looking at you or not. It has to do with you and God. You were born for a cause. You were born for a time like this. God did not send you 100 years ago. He sent you now for something. Can't you be faithful in that thing God has called you for? Why the distractions? Why, oh, like, somebody had dreamt that he has a glorious destiny. They made him chief over everything. But then he was faithful to his master. Say, I will do no such thing. Not with you. Not with you. Never. And he kept himself. Afterwards, they took him to the prison again. He was so faithful in the prison. And he was so diligent in the prison. Doing the right thing at all times. To the point they made him head of all prisoners. And the, 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 the um, council or the people in charge, the secret people, they discovered something that anything Joseph was doing in the prison was perfect. Everything was great. And can that be our report at the end of the day? That everybody will look at you and say that everything this guy is doing is so good. It's so good. There is perfection in this thing. You have a job, for example, and the job you are doing, everybody knows there is a difference in that place because somebody has stepped in. You are a student, for example. Everybody's aware. And not a problem in the group. Everybody's aware. As a matter of fact, you are the one everybody's rushing for. Like, you, have you done assignment or something? You're not the one telling everybody, but no 30 chance in the assignment. Did not give us assignment. We don't know the topic. No, that's not your culture. But your own, you are prepared at all times. And I'm saying everything, everybody look at <laughs> what is this one saying? You are faithful in what you are doing. Every time you are ready. And the word, you know, you, when you see your medical degree at the end of the day, 
you know that that thing is good and useful. It is blessed. Not because God just called it blessed, but because you can be used medically also. Amen. Do I have a witness here? I don't have witness. Amen. And besides that also, the business, you're not cutting corners. You're doing the right thing at all times. And God is not a fool. Many of us, you know, we just look at God. We just want to use and say, ah, it should be good now. And then when things don't work out, we are so angry with God. And then anybody, you are angry with both Christians, both believers, both pastors, because you're looking for somebody to just pour your anger upon. And you make everybody look like they are the village people holding your life. Amen. And so, faithfulness, if you're faithful, God is going to lift you up. He's definitely going to lift you up. There's no doubt about that. God lifted Joseph. And he will do it again. And let's just jump to verse 41, uh, chapter 41. Then it came to pass, verse 1, then it came to pass at the end of two full years. The Bible puts it in King James. New King James, I think, um, 41. King James also said two full years that Pharaoh had a dream and behold, he stood by the river, he kept reading. And then verse 9 to 16, then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I remember my thoughts this day, when Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, both me and the chief baker, we each had a dream in one night, he and I, each of us dreamed, according to the interpretation of his own dream, now there was a young Hebrew man with us there, a servant of the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted our dreams for us. To each man, he interpreted according to his own dream. And it came to pass just as he inter interpreted for us. So it happened. He restored me to my office, and he, re he hanged me. Uh, he hanged him, rather. Then Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph, and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon. And he shaved, changed his clothing, and came to Pharaoh. The same. Now, let's jump um, to 41 to 37. It says, so the advice, you know, he, um, Joseph encountered um, Pharaoh. He told him the dream, the interpretation, everything, gave him advice. And so the Bible says, that seven, so the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, inasmuch as God has shown you all these, there is no one as descending and as wise as you. You shall be over my house, not just that, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. According to all my people, all my people, not some of my people. See, all my people will be ruled according to your word. And in regard to the throne, will I be greater than you? Just in the throne. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt, a foreigner, a foreigner, or who came as a slave. It did not come as scholarship. It did not come as parents sending. It did not come as anything. It came as a slave. But faithfulness, faithfulness, is even faithfulness that took him to the prison. Amen. He was faithful, and yet he went to prison. And so many times we're angry, but not knowing that God has positioned you for something great. But just keep being faithful in that thing. Oh, they said, oh, um, they have to bribe to get this, or they have to do this. But then you're like, you know, I'm just going to be faithful. I'm going to do it the right way. 
And people say, ah, it has not worked for you now. You don't know that short period of delay might just be God connecting you with somebody that will change your life for good. Amen. And faithful, faithful. And so when they will talk about the supernatural, supernatural, these are, this is a supernatural testimony. Amen. Is this not beyond human abilities? Is it not beyond human, natural laws? That a slave will come into a land. Not that he came. They, they bought a slave for 20 whatever. Very cheap. And he was in that land. He was so pure in everything he did. God saw him and God lifted him to a point that he was over the whole land. Only the king was over him. So he was prime minister. Everybody took order from him just by his word. His word. That is, if Joseph says to anybody, come here, everybody comes. Go, everybody go. It's that powerful. And I keep reading. Then Pharaoh, then Pharaoh took his signet, um, uh, his signet ring off his hand and he put it in Joseph's hand and he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck and he had ride him in the second chariot which he had and they cried out before him. Bow. So they were even bowing before Joseph. Bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh and without your consent no man may lift his hand or foot in the land of Egypt. It was that powerful. Faithfulness. And we will all be faithful in Jesus' name. So you see, from the point of being faithful with little, God took him to being faithful. God took him to a place of much. And so wherever you are right now, ask yourself, examine yourself. Are you faithful with what God has given to you? With what you're doing? Are you really faithful with it? What are you going to do? Repeat the same mistakes. You're going to have the same, you know, the same waste. Um, many f- um, photographers, for example, cameramen, they will tell you that uh, when the camera they have, many of them just want to learn everything about that camera before they move to the next one. Do I have a witness here? Before they move to the next one. And it operates. That's how the kingdom is. Have you done everything you're supposed to do here? When you do it effectively, then you qualify for the next. This um, a very deep thought this morning. I discovered that excellence itself, it's not a matter of perfection. It has never been about perfection. It has everything to do with what you're doing with all that you have in your possession. The results you're achieving with what you have in your possession. And so you can see somebody with little resources yet living a life of excellence because he's working with what he has effectively. And so wherever you are right now, in your life, in, in your relationships or anything, are you doing well with what you have? Because if you're not working or you're not um, using what you have well, you are always going to waste when you have more. If you cannot manage 100 well, when you see um, 1 million, you waste it. There's no doubt about that. It's not a cost. It's the truth. Many of us have wished for 100,000 before. When we know we couldn't manage 10,000. And when that 100,000 came, we started looking for money. We do accounts and our heart broke immediately. I said, you stop the account immediately. Because you know that you, you actually, when you continue the account, like, ah, it's true, it's true, it's true. Ah, you just get irritated and you get angry. You don't want to continue again because indeed you wasted it. Do I have a witness here? 
Amen. Everybody's looking at me. We might all be guilty here. Amen. And so, are you managing that thing well? Your time, for example. Many of us, you see that holiday, ah, if it comes like this. When you have short time for that Saturday, you have not managed it well. It's now two months you think you can manage. I'm telling you, you sleep throughout that two months. You will jones throughout. You say, I will read this book. You have not, now you have small, little time. You are not reading the book. It's now when you have a lot of time, you read the book. You lie. It's not possible. It's not possible. If you cannot make out time, now you have less time. When you have more time, you'll not be able to use it well. If you, even regarding our giving also, many of us say, oh, when I have one million, I will surprise God. I'm telling you, your 100,000 rubles tie will be the most difficult thing for you to do in life. You'll be shocked. Why? Because you are not faithful when you had little. That is how life is. If you cannot take care of another person's child very well, say, ah, when I have my own, you discover you don't know. Even the child is annoying you. Your own is annoying you. And if wherever you are right now, you cannot, maybe the house or anything you have, you cannot take good care of it. When you have more, you just, if you have few clothes, you cannot wash them very well. Say, when you have many, I'm telling you, all you have is a wardrobe full of so many dirty clothes. Amen. And so faithfulness, that thing which we have, regardless of our current situation, regardless of our current schedule, be faithful. Be faithful. There are students, for example, in many universities in um, maybe Africa, Africa, the third world country, and the Caribbeans also, they don't have access to materials, to textbooks and stuff like that. They are crying. I, I want textbook. But you have access, electronic variant, you have hard copy and dress. And many of us, it's only when the teacher tells us go to library to get one methodical before we go there. As a matter of fact, we don't even know what they have in that library. We only read when, we have, when there is class. Ten minutes. Some people say they have only even ten minutes before because they don't read. Now there's uh, uh, online. One part of the screen, material. The other part, the zoom. And then you read what you don't understand. I'm serious. Like, at least now I teach people. So when you, uh, somebody, somebody else finished reading, you now ask the person something. He said that the person does not know the answer. I said, but you just said it. He said, eh, eh, eh. I said, after the class, nothing. And we must be faithful in that which we are doing right now. We're doing it. It's, it's a culture that we must enjoy. And in doing this, we would see God lift us up in Jesus' name. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Let me just help. Let me just um, give us something that might maybe just a little bit a good soft landing. The Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. King James says faith, but um, the original Greek actually brings it out as faithfulness. And that's why every translation, every other translation puts faithfulness. Only King James says faith. Yes, so it's not faith. It is faithfulness. Gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. The Bible says in the same verse um, 25 says, 
if you live in the spirit, you should also walk in the spirit. By walking closely with him, we see him is going to help us to be faithful. And so, it is not just a command. He has not just commanded us to walk in faithfulness, but he has also given us the ability to walk in faithfulness, to be faithful in everything we do, in our relationships, in our giving, in everything. God wants to see faithfulness. Let can somebody spend 20 minutes with you without you saying you're a Christian and the person would know that you're actually a Christian or notice a difference? Many of us, we are somewhere and um, we use this word, when you go to Rome, you act like the Romans. And um, that's a bad mentality. You understand what I mean? Whenever, wherever you go to, everybody's supposed to know you are light. You don't go to darkness and act like darkness. Amen. Bible says, let your light so shine before who? Before men. So you don't, you are light. I'm not telling you bully people or you tell someone like, bro, and like, ah, yeah, la, ta, ta. No, no, no you, are, you are causing problem. You are now a problem to the society because you don't understand that. But simple light and faithfulness is one aspect. Faithfulness is one aspect that one would know because it's a fruit said by your fruit, they would know that you are what? My disciples. Faithfulness, that this person is faithful. Anything this person says, they will do it. Can somebody give you their secret and believe it is safe with you? Amen. Or you are the amplifier. Just plug one plug. There are several speakers connected to you. And without, so they do not ask you, but you're just releasing jam. Can somebody say you are a faithful friend? Can God look at you and say that you are faithful? This boy is faithful. I gave this person this gift and he's using it for my glory. I gave you this ability, you're using it for my glory. I'm not you. So, anyways, the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, Therefore, come out from among them and be separated. 2 Corinthians 6, 17, say, Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. God hates death, and unfaithfulness is really dirty. God hates lies. People lie effortlessly. As a worker in church, are you faithful in your duty post? And um, as a Christian, are you even faithful? Are you serving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with everything, with your resources and everything? Are you faithful? As a child of your parents, are you faithful? They sent you to school. Are you going to school? Or school is that place you branch? As a doctor, are you faithful in your work? Or what you go be, go be? God demands purity and righteousness from us. Are we faithful in this aspect? Our friends demand trust from us. 
Are we faithful in our place of trust with our friends? Our children demands, when we have children, they demand mentorship, guidance, um, what else again? Provision. Will we be faithful to them at the end of the day? And God is going to help all of us in Jesus' name. But we must cooperate with him. And in doing this, we're going to see the supernatural in the name of Jesus. And so I will encourage you throughout this year, everything you do, please be faith, faithful. In your giving, be faithful. In prayers, be faithful. Don't just treat God like, like nonsense. Even when we, okay, let me just pray. We come pray and say, oh, Jesus, in Jesus' name, guide me and pray. Imagine if you have somebody who stays with you every time because God is always with us. He's supposed to be with us every time. And then the only time you ever speak to him is maybe once a day or once a week. And that once a day or once a week is just, just, and we're done. Or only when you have problem. Many of us are irritated when we have just maybe one or two persons who they only remember us when they have problem. Do I have a witness here? Oh, people are always excited when people only come for you when they have problem. If you're excited, I will pray for you that more will come. Amen. And so, God wants us to change. It's, we're in a relationship with him and we're going to grow with him in Jesus' name. So I believe we've all, we've all been blessed by this. I could go more on and on, but I believe God has started something in our hearts. Can we be on our feet? And we're going to pray. Oh, you are good and your mercies forever. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. You are good and your mercies forever. Hallelujah. Father, you are good. You are good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are good. Ale, 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 hallelujah. Right now you're going to pray to God to have mercy on you, to forgive you in areas you've not been faithful in. Maybe in your relationship with him, your relationship with people, in your academics, in your giving, in every area you've not been faithful with, and you've not been faithful in. Maybe towards your parents, you've not been faithful. Can you just ask him for mercy right now? Ask God to forgive you right now. Ask him for mercy right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, just pray to him. There are several areas in your life. Maybe in the course of this sermon today, he has he revealed several areas in your life. 
that you need to be faithful in and can you that you've been failing in time past can you ask God right now Lord have mercy upon me maybe as a church worker you've not been serving faithfully yet God gave you abilities in that area but you've not been faithful can you ask God right now to forgive you in the name of Jesus uh, in your finances in your planning in your vision you've not been faithful come and ask him for mercy don't just look around it's between you and God right now separate yourself uh, and ask him for mercy ask him Lord I am sorry Come and ask him for mercy right now. Ask him for mercy right now. And after that, can you rededicate your commitment to be faithful? Can you rededicate right now that, Lord, here I am. I'm, I'm making the decision to be faithful in all areas of my life. I'm supposed to be faithful in, in my relationship with people henceforth. I decide to be faithful in my relationship with you. I decide to be faithful in my relationship with my parents. I decide to be faithful in my service in church. I decide to be faithful in my giving. I decide to be faithful in my career. I decide to be faithful in my academics. Today, I decide to be faithful. Why don't you pray right now for the grace? There is a grace that one operates in and effortlessly, effortlessly, you find yourself every day being faithful in that which he has called you to do. By being faithful, nothing dies in your hand. Grace to be faithful. Grace to be faithful. Come and pray right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. When you get to a point, you don't need to shout that you are a Christian. But it is so clear that you are a believer. That the hand of the Lord is upon you. That there is no fault found in you. There are so many believers who are like hypocrites. But henceforth, such is being rolled away in the name of Jesus. We live as believers. We live as believers. The difference becomes clear. It is clear. It is clear. beginning of this year I was following a conference and I was following it online from Nigeria and the comment section seemed to be active I, also, I was also active there and I noticed something in that comment section it was so beautiful people were like I was like ah, these people are indeed Christians the kind of comments you know like easy going something goes wrong like the People are so polite and like this is so beautiful. This is so beautiful. And this is the mandate God has called for all of us. 
as believers. When I finished one of those sessions, I was like, ah, this is amazing. These people are exposed to certain things. The difference will be clear. To be clear. Everybody will come and say, ah, there's something about TWC. These people are very faithful with their academics in this land. Everything they do, perfection. They are always helping each other. You know, these things attract people. It attracts people because people want where things are good. Let me tell you, forget about all these arguments everywhere. When people see good, people will always rush to good. And this is the culture of the kingdom of God. This is the culture. That's easy going, free spirit. Somebody, you know, just free spirit, helping, ready to help. Nobody, everybody believes each other. In that chat, in that comment section, one of those days, I remember somebody just like, ah, my data is about to finish. Who want to help? And there was no suspicion whatsoever. Somebody just send your number, I'll recharge. Just easily, there's no suspicion. Like, are you sure this one is not scam? No. There's a difference. You know, there's so much evil in the world that we suspect everything now. But God is raising a people. He's raising a people who, who are amazing, who are people of excellence. Father, we bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. And I pray today that areas you've been faithful in before, that instantly you begin to see results of promotion in the name of Jesus. Many of you have labored, labored. You have labored, you've been faithful. And every time you say, God, I'm doing the right thing. When? By the Spirit of the Lord right now, I declare, now, in Jesus' name. Now, your testimony for promotion is released in the name of Jesus. Every stagnation you've encountered before, the last time you experienced such is the last forever in the name of Jesus. And as you go out being faithful, I pray God keeps increasing you in every aspect of your life in the name of Jesus. And just like Joseph who was in the prison, who was even forgotten. Any challenge whatsoever that you are experiencing because you were faithful, your light would break forth in Jesus' name. Maybe your dad, your mother, they live as men and women of integrity. Everything they did, they did them well. And sometimes you begin to wonder, why are they even doing the right thing? Can't they be like every other person? Every time, integrity, integrity. I pray their integrity will pay them in Jesus' name. Their integrity will pay them big in Jesus' name. We will celebrate faithfulness. 
we would celebrate faith, faithfulness because we would see a faithful God who will continue to lift us up in Jesus' name. Be that glorified, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. Sweet Holy Spirit, we thank you for today. Be that glorified for in Jesus' most precious name we pray and worship. Amen. Somebody do something great for Jesus right now. Make it louder and better. Come on, come on. Give him a shout. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You can have your seats.